You're listening to the Ambitious Mama Podcast, and I'm your host, Krista Rialba. Hi, Ambitious Mamas, Krista Rialba here, and I'm bringing you another episode, another conversation to help you, to empower you, to inspire you, to invoke in you the knowing and the feeling that I've got this. Such a good feeling, right? I've got this. Now, our next guest, Nikki Hillis, is quite spectacular, and I am so lucky to be in her presence locally. Uh, at least once a week, we get together. She's a great friend, a really great friend who can listen and who can ask you those questions to inspire that change, to inspire the answers that you probably already have, but you just needed a different perspective. So she is the founder of Breathe Pilates and Fitness, one of the first, if not the first, Pilates and yoga studio here locally. She is so consistent, so so committed, a woman of such integrity. She's a nurse. She's a mom of two. She's a philanthropist um, who has a school in Haiti um, that has helped hundreds and hundreds of people. And even when the going gets tough, she still finds a way to see things through. This girl's got grit to her bones <laughs> and also trust. She is a master manifester. So she trusts, she trusts the process with such grace. And I really admire that in her. She's a serial entrepreneur. I can barely keep up, barely keep up with what she has going on. And because she is the most humble person I've ever met, it's hard to even brag about her sometimes because it's like, oh, hey, wait a second. You just launched a line of lip gloss and didn't tell anybody about it. Uh, She's incredible. So I'm excited for you to learn from this mom, this ambitious mama for sure, Uh, you know, a caregiver, a nurse, a game changer. So Nikki Hillis is here. She is here and ready to inspire you and to help you to ask the questions, to get the answers that you need for this next evolution of yourself for personal and professional growth. Let's do this, ladies. Let's dive in. Oh. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Ambitious Mama. And I'm here with my friend Nikki, who actually I get to see in person, which is rare of my guests. We get to get we get together at least once a week. Um, but Nikki is um, I'm gonna tell you all about her. But what I really want to do is just dive into this conversation because if we went through your credentials, your experience, your journey, that would probably be like a good 20 minutes because you're such an amazing, (laughs) amazing, ambitious mama. And um, ladies, before we actually press record, Nikki and I were just chatting away and we're like, so what do you want to talk about? And and then, then it just went brilliant really, really quick. And I was like, yes, yes, that, that, that. And we're going to dive into purpose and don't stop listening to anyone who gets overwhelmed by that word. (laughs) (laughs) Nikki, welcome. Let's, let's break this down. And you bring such gorgeous grounded energy to everything you do. And I think this word purpose could definitely overwhelm everyone. Mm -hmm. So shall we? Yes, I think we should. (laughs) (laughs) So we were talking about before was um, like in my, my work, I've been getting a lot of people, especially because of the new year energy, everyone's 
Yeah. You know, what, what do I want for myself this year? I've let go of the things that I, that no longer interest me, serve me that didn't work. And like, what do I want now? And we were kind of talking about how that word purpose can be in itself kind of stressful Mm -hmm. (laughs) because, um, first of all, it kind of, it has an underlying implication that like you, as you are right now is purposeless or needs is missing something, Yeah, you know, that you're not quite re there's this unattainable or this, this thing that's out there that if you found it, then everything would be okay or everything would feel good or you would feel worthy or whatever it is that is driving you to get there. Mm-hmm. And I, my like, what's lighting me up right now is to try to work with people to like discover these things that light them up. And, and, and right now anyways, cause I feel like things can evolve and change over time, but mm-hmm. um, without the other baggage that kind of comes along with it. Like how do you just get excited about something or or like we were talking about before, just um, keep growing in a way that doesn't feel pressured or like you're, there's this timeline that you're missing out on. Mm -hmm. So I think this is such an important topic for the ambitious women listening because like I am, I definitely fall into my masculine if I'm not in check, which means the doing, the achieving, the how many more um, achievements and followers and dollars and enrollments and all these things. But that's when things can go awry in, in my values, in my life, in the balance of it all. So when I, when we were talking about this before we press record there, it's like how as an ambitious woman, we know that we want to, I know, and I know that you share the sentiment that we were here to grow. I never want to stop growing and evolving. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to get so caught up in growth and achieving that I'm not being. Yes. The, um, the being present, right? And there's a lot, I think, of like um, sort of sayings out there that, that try to get that point across to us. Like this, right, this moment right now is a gift, you know? Yeah. And um, it, it, we're so, we want to move so far to the next step. And I think that we do that, that ability to just like be with your family or be with the person that you're connecting with and not already be like 10 steps ahead. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when someone, me and Krista both teach yoga, like someone comes in the room and they're already thinking like, after this class, I got to go home and make dinner and I've got to like put the clothes out and I've got it. Like they're, they're already like in the future. Right. Yeah. And I think we talk about a lot with, uh, about anxiety and, and I can't remember who, who says this, but you know, it's like anxiety is not being present, right? Because Mm -hmm. you're worrying. And of course, obviously there's, there's chemical components and things for people too, but a lot of like mild anxiety is just anticipation of something that's going to be stressful down the pipe. Right. Yeah. And I had a really good coach that told me once, you know, fear is the anticipation of pain and excitement is the anticipation of like, or um, yeah. And the anticipation of excitement is, is the opposite of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, if, if we're really anticipating that something's going to be not the way we want it, then we have this mild anxiety or we have this, this concern all the time. And if we can kind of dial it back and be like, no, I'm, I'm here right now. I'm just lying on my mat. You know, <laughs> I'm yeah. not even there yet. 
then we can kind of take that back. And I think that we do live in a bit of a world that's like always preparing for the next step. Mm-hmm. And I think that even it, with uh, people that are trying to juggle a lot, um, moms and, and people that aren't moms too, it's just, um, you know, when you're in school, it's like, when are you going to get a job? When you have a job, it's like, when are you going to get married? When you get married, when are you going to have kids? Like, it's always this next step that we're working yeah. towards. And yeah. we're almost like programmed for this from, yeah. from being kids. And it can cause people, some people, a lot of anxiety. Yeah. This drive. Mm-hmm. And it can also like, it, it can show up, like maybe you're thriving right now in the doing, like if maybe someone who's listening is maybe a little bit younger and they're, they're, they're in the hustle. They're like, yes. Like, and they're like, go, go, go. But I can tell you from my experience, as soon as I literally was forced to stop doing because I had a baby, it was like, oh, I don't know how to actually be. <laughs> Yeah, and then you had to figure out how to how to be, and that that is a very scary thing if you're not practicing that on a daily basis. And I think um, we have a lot of messaging that comes at us um, that we need to work through and really sit with. Um, things like you have to hustle to get ahead, you know. Mm. Um, it takes hard work to make money. Yes, um, we're moving you know, manifestation. The, I can feel it. Yeah. So I think it's part of that is um, kind of, it, it's like taking it right down, like reverse engineering, like taking it right down to what is the core belief because, you know, our, our thoughts precede our actions, our belief precedes our mm-hmm. thoughts, right? So it's like, we really need to, when we're, we're talking about purpose and we're talking about um, being present and all those things, I think it comes back to like, and you're so big on this and I'm sure this kind of is why it's coming up is it comes back to like your why, mm-hmm. you know, um, are you feeling like this is something you should be doing? Are you feeling like you're going to feel better? I once saw Abraham Hicks, so I don't know um, if people know who that is, but she's um, Esther Hicks's a big law of attraction person. So mm-hmm. she writes a lot of books about the law of attraction. And one of her biggest messages or their biggest message is that the reason we want something is because we think we'll feel better when it's there. Yeah. You know, and what we need to do is to feel good first. And that seems so much easier in theory than it does in practice. Yes. But I think that most of the things that I've called into my life and most of the things that have shown up for me have have happened that way you know you're well you're a master manifester (laughs) when yeah it's it's funny because it's when we're talking about the hustle and the doing right like I'm sure you know when we talk about the bio and stuff people are gonna be like what like how many jobs right you know and that I had to learn a lesson like not everyone thrives in that kind of energy like for me the multitasking like you know I'm a if people study human design like I'm a generator right so taking more courses, doing more things, um, being on the go, not a lot of sleep, like that, that's not how everyone can operate. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's why it's so important that we don't judge or compare ourselves to other people because we're designed to be different. We're designed to, because we need the energy people to drive things, but we need the, the projectors, the people that are can sit back and, and, and have their best ideas when they're most Mm. relaxed. You know, Mm -hmm. we need all those different types of people. And, um, 
that's why I think it's just so important not to compare ourselves to, you know, to other moms or to other people that we work with. Like, and I think that's part of what drives purpose too. Like we see other people moving and thriving and, and, and accomplishing things. And, and we feel like, oh, like, you know, what, what should I be doing? You know? Mm-hmm. And we get, I do think we get kind of lost in that. Like I've been through, I've had a lot of stories. I mean, like uh, I moved from my hometown. I, I've been, you know, I've run, uh, been a runaway bride. I've, I've uh, been married, divorced. I have, a, you know, a couple baby daddies. Like I have, you know, have a, a business. I work full time. You know, I think I have a good, I've had the opportunity to come in contact with a lot of people. Yeah. And I think that what makes people the most stressed is this feeling like um, there's something out there that they're missing out on. Yeah. Like that, that if they could just figure it out, that everything would be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that's that we do have kind of a block that we can't really have it all either. You know, like, what if you did have it all, then what, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's always this kind of feeling that like, there's this sort of path that we're on and it's just kind of winding. Right. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I think in this, that's probably what made me so interested in studying like life per well, I called it life purpose for a long time, but then now I sort of call it life potentiality. Mm. Cause I just feel like there's so many different things that can kind of pop up for us like you're going down one path and then something happens and you're you know you're down a totally different path and then you you take a a course or you run into somebody and then you're inspired to do something else and I think it's that we have so much potential um but I think we really do need to be less take some of the anxiety and the pressure off of it yes no from what I'm putting together here and it's reminding me of of an aha moment I had many years ago. I think where, where people get tripped up with your life purpose that it, it is it is in the doing, but it's actually on the impact that you want to make in the world, which can evolve. Mm-hmm. But the actual modalities or offerings or events or services or products, that can all be interchangeable. It's really in and let me know what, what you would add to this, but your purpose is the impact, the energy, and the difference that you want to make in people's lives. Is that how you would describe it? I think that is how it is for, for me, that's how it is for some people. Mm-hmm. I think that some people um, feel really called to do that, to make a difference in people's lives and to, mm-hmm. uh, and to leave, a, leave a mark. Um, I think sometimes it's like, um, I, I kind of like I, what's popping in my mind is like Michelle Obama. Yeah. Like for, I mean, she's a remarkable woman, right? I mm-hmm. believe she's a remarkable woman. Maybe not everyone's going to agree with me, but you know, she was able to kind of, I mean, she could have done it all on her own, you know? she could have done what she was doing now all on her own. And she was, she took a supporting role and, you know, was her purpose to inspire all of us women to, to do these things and to, um, you know, 
show, show the possibilities for, you know, people to see different representation and, and to see, you know, how intelligent this woman is and how many great things she has to offer and what she's doing in the community? Or was her purpose to support her husband? Or was her purpose, you know what I mean? There's so many different ways to look at it. Mm -hmm. And for some people, they're, you know, they're just trying to get by, right? They're just trying to, to get by and they don't even have I consider it a gift to be able to have the opportunity to explore my potentiality. Yeah, you know? it sure is. Some people so are just I, in survival mode. They're, like this word is like, no, like I need, my purpose right now is to put food on the table. Yeah. And so I think if we're, if our, um, if our opportunity in this life is to explore that, then we, and you feel called to, I think you should. I think it's, yes. it's, it's your, it's part of your, we were talking about Dharma. It's part of what, you should be doing it. If you feel lit up by something, I mean, that's, that's a nudge, you know, you should be exploring mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And then if you, for some reason, feel held back by it, well, then that's when the work comes in. And that's, that can sometimes be where you end up for a long period of time before you get to your purpose, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I did, I started out with kind of like a lot of different courses. Like I did spiritual response therapy, astrology, numerology, you know, tarot. I did a whole bunch of the things that were like courses on how to figure out your life purpose, right? Like just yeah. like the, I guess again, still really masculine energy, like do this course and then you're going to understand what you're here for. Right. Yep. And it did shed some light for me because when I did like astrology and stuff and I looked up North node, which is North node is a lot of what your purpose is here on earth. Um, for me, I have a North node in Leo. So Leo's are all about like putting your face out there and having fun and, and, um, exploring and being in the limelight. But uh, this is probably going really, <laughs> sorry, listeners, this is really taking a turn, but, um, the, the opposite of that means that I spent a lot of lives not doing that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So for me to step into that in this life, it's very uncomfortable. I'm much more comfortable supporting others than I am. Be making this life for myself. So what happens is, is I set myself up in a lot of situations where I have to do it by myself mm -hmm. and that can feel really lonely. And so it's like exploring all those things has really helped me and it's really excited me. But at the end of the day, it still feels like an exploration and without an end. Mm -hmm. And I think that the biggest thing that has made me enjoy my life so much today is I'm okay with with it being a journey and not being a destination. Yes. And I'm happy with like the things that pop up for me along the way. So when I feel really lit up by something, I, I try to be in that moment and know that it's like part of the, part of the exploration. It may not be the end. Yeah. That makes sense. What are you most excited about right now? I'm most excited about right now is, um, I've had a lot of, so I believe that my, for me, I have to sit back a lot because what we were talking about before with going forward and, um, kind of going out and getting things yeah. and like doing, 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 mm -hmm. doing. And I've lately had a lot of people coming to me for some of this life potential work. So I think it's really fun to explore that with people. And, and because I mean, I hear things all the time, like, Oh, I really would love to go on vacation, but I just can't because of this. Or I would really love to start my own business, but I just can't because of this. And I love to sit with people and just be like, 
why do you believe that? Yeah. You know, like you can have it all. So like, let's figure out, instead of figuring out like, what's the next step to get where you get, let's figure out why, why you think you can't. Yes. And I, that is what's lighting me up right now is like sitting with people and just like hearing your dreams and then figuring out like, why, like, what is, what is this block that's, mm-hmm. that's keeping you from doing it? And I think that what's beautiful is that we are so lucky to live in this time where self-exploration is allowed Yes. because before, like, I mean, my, I mean, my parents and grandparents, like that, that they never did that. Like, at least for, for my, my, in my family, you know, that wasn't something that you just worked and you, you know, you just You're got happy by with what you got. Thank yeah. you. Ancestors. Shout out to our yeah. ancestors. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. So I feel like that is really where I'm at right now. I'm really passionate about like that. I mean, it sounds kind of like cliche, but like that holistic wellness, like, yeah, it will feel good when you get there, but you know, you can't wait till you, you can't wait to feel good until you have the thing that you want. Right. No, you can't. This doesn't even work. It's like so backwards. It's backwards. Yeah. And I always say like manifestation is just evidence of alignment. Right. So like, it's what's showing up for you is just what, like what you're allowing to show up for you. Mm-hmm. So people think, Oh, like, uh, like let, let's talk about money. Cause money is like what everyone kind of stresses about. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, not everyone. I shouldn't say everyone, but it's a big hot topic. It's like, everyone thinks, Oh, money only comes from my paycheck. But Why? if you actually said like, okay, listen, like, let's try to disprove that you've never had money in any other way, but your paycheck, like that's the yeah. only way you've ever had money. Yeah. And well, I guess I got like um, a tax refund. Oh, I guess like I, you know, my grandma sent me money. Oh, I guess I found $20 in the road. So it's like, okay, that belief is not true. Woo. You know? So it's like, you got to always constantly be like trying. I just posted this on my Instagram, like trying to you know, the red queen said to Alice, like trying to believe six impossible things before breakfast. Like it's like trying to disprove these beliefs to yourself all the time. Repeat that one more time. I've never heard that before. So in Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland, okay, um, the red queen says to Alice that she, you know, she has to try to believe six impossible, like sometimes she believes six impossible things before breakfast. Okay. So it's like the idea that she's saying to Alice, like, you're not imaginative enough. Like you're, you know, you're stuck in your fixed beliefs here, Alice, like Lewis Carroll's way ahead of the times. Right. So she's saying like, you know, these beliefs that you have, you know, I, she said, sometimes I believe six things, you know, six impossible things before breakfast. And, And that's what I'm, this is my theme for this year is that I'm really trying to like call in and create what I want in my life. And like, you know, show people like it's possible. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it, I really do believe it's possible for everybody. I had so many stories of things that, you know, I really wanted to work and I was like kind of forcing and forcing and forcing. And then as soon as I let it go, the most perfect opportunity just like flew in. It's crazy. I I've had, I've had London on my mind, London, England, and we've been mm-hmm. watching all kinds of like Paddington Bear and like the, just everything revolving around London. And one of my core values from our vision book workshop was just straight up travel and like just pictures of me and the family, just like just traveling more and more and more. And then it's just, you're, you align yourself to see things 
that were there the whole time. Yeah. And I think that's what manifesting is. And, and I was seeing that, um, the company that we're both obsessed with and partnered with, um, USANA, they're doing a big celebration coming up. And I was like, FYI, I'm super available to come. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, then they're like, perfect. We need a speaker. Talk to you tomorrow. I'm like, nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if you held the belief that that was, it was impossible for you to go to Europe, you would never even have seen that, yeah. that email or that, that message or whatever would have just your, your reticular activating system with Tony Robbins talks about a lot. It, it just wouldn't have been available to that. The filter would have been shut off to it because you would have believed it, it was impossible for you. It's all it so, is. Like people like, I feel like we shut all these doors on our mind and we don't even know we do, you know? Yeah. And, I, and it's so interesting. Like everything that you're saying, it's, it's as if we planned it with the previous episode with Leanne, because it's like, you are extending the things that she was really bringing up even further. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think the thing is though, how do you help people to even know that they're blocked, even know that it's fear? Cause it's not like, it's like, it pops. It's like, this is fear talking. Fear sounds like so rational and responsible. <laughs> I think I, I'll tell you what, what it is for me. And it was, a for me, it was a long process. And for others, I'm hoping that like time like kind of compounds for them and it's a lot faster. Yeah. Like, I feel like I, maybe I did like some of the hard work. So I would say that it took me four or five years, um, to really kind of believe this. And I will tell you, I was very much stuck in the, I mean, it's hard to hear this when you're in a tough place. I know. Like if mm -hmm. you're in a tough place, if you're, if you're bound, like I remember, you know, going to the grocery store and not even that long ago, probably when my daughter was about one, going to the grocery store, putting my debit in for like $25 and it not going through, you know, mm -hmm. and then putting things back or going for a winter without heat in my car because like I couldn't get my car fixed. And like, if someone had said to me, like, manifest yourself a new car, like, I would have been, like, punched them in the face. punched them in the face, <laughs> for sure. So I, I get it. I've been on the side where this talk that we're having is very triggering. Triggering, eye-rolling, yeah. Yeah, but I will tell you that I got to a point, and it's, this is going to sound like you're waiting for something profound, and it's not that profound, where I was like, what I'm doing right now is not working. So being bitter, being scared, being um, jealous of others, being um, feeling like a victim, like a lot of mine was around like victim, like it works out for everyone else. It doesn't work out for me. I have to work harder than everyone else to go hard. I'm working and nothing's turning out. Like I almost got sick of my own story, mm. really. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, this isn't working. The hustle, hustle, hustle is not getting me anywhere. And this kind of like tightness, anxiety, anger, jealousy comes out. So for me, a lot of times I'm afraid of something. It comes out like when I'm, when I'm fear, it comes out as like envy, jealousy, or, um, uh, I guess just like a victim sense, right? Like if I mm -hmm. see some, you know, now I recognize it and I'm able to move forward. But what happened for me was um, how I actually got out of this was I did the most irrational thing, which was I quit my job. 
I had a job that I was kind of miserable at and I had gone back to school and really penny pinched. And that was around the time that I was like bouncing checks and doing whatever. And I had a job and I'd been in there for a really long time and I wasn't happy. And I was, I had, was able to move up to a higher, like a, like a higher paying position within the company and they weren't giving me, they kept telling me to wait, and wait, and wait, and wait. And to be honest, it was probably a blessing because they just pushed me far enough that it became so intolerable, which the universe will do too. Like that's a whole nother thing. Like some, if you won't move forward or let something go, sometimes it just becomes so intolerable that you have to, right? Like it's like yeah. that forced direction, which I never want to get to again. Universe, I'll do it. Just tell me, you know, <laughs> but, um, I'll take these. Yeah. Away, I went, please. I went into work and I had 10 years seniority pension benefits, whatever. And I just gave my two weeks. I had no job lined up. I had no money. Like I had no money in the bank. I had no, um, I, you know, I just gotten separated from my husband. I had like nothing, but I just was like, I'm going to follow my joy. It was completely the opposite of anything I'd ever done. Not saying quit your jobs, people. I'm just saying like, I was just completely following my, like, this is making me miserable. I'm miserable. It's not working. I'm still working here. I'm still broke. Like it wasn't working. I quit my job. And they gave me a check for $10,000 for when I quit. It was like um, sick time that I had never used, vacation time that I never used. So all of a sudden, <laughs> I had $10,000. Like it was like the first time in my life I had ever had money, right? Yeah. So I spent all of that $10,000 like as I was looking for jobs. And I was doing the hustle thing. I was like putting resumes in. I was, I had, was convinced that I had so much you know, experience everything. I was not going to have trouble finding a job. And I was teaching a full time at the studio. And, um, I was kind of like in a bit of a hustle mode, right. Where I like wanted people to, to, to buy memberships and things like that. It wasn't like the greatest place because I was used, I needed it to like get by. Right. That's not the energy you really want. Like, do you want the guy that's selling you a car that's like stalking you around the the car lord, you want the ones that's like, yeah, can I help you whenever you need something? Right. Like yeah. the energy was, was kind of yucky. And I just, I remembered, okay, Nikki, like I was getting to the end of my money and I was feeling where I was starting to react poorly and make decisions based out of fear. And I was anxious. And I said, okay, this is the feeling that I said I no longer wanted in my life. Yeah. So I had this client that was supposed to pay me a thousand dollars and they no showed to the appointment. And I said, okay, like, I'm not going to get scared about this. I'm not going to be fearful. I'm not even going to worry about it. I'm going to take myself up the street to the Walkerville Tavern, have a glass of wine and some tofu, and I'm just going to relax. So it was a beautiful day. I went outside. I just noticed all the things I was grateful for, this delicious food, the tavern, being able to walk to work, the sunshine. And my friend walked by and she's like, what are you doing here? Aren't you at work? And I said, no, I quit, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, do you want a job? literally dream job, self-scheduled, double the money, um, work, whatever hours I want full-time was only three days a week. Like it was completely more than I ever could have thought I ever could have had. Done. And it came completely hustle free. It was offered to me like on the spot. Right. Oh, and love it. Love yeah. It. So it's like, I didn't even know, I didn't know that was the potential. I just believed that I wanted to feel different in my life. And that's where I yes. think when we talk, you talked about your vision board because Krista does um, vision boarding is instead of um, calling in only masking goals, like I'm going to accomplish this. I'm going to run a marathon. I'm going to make this much money. I'm going to clean out all my closets. I'm going to do all of this. I wanted to call in freedom, ease, peace. Mm. And when I was hustling 
And when I was, you know, stalking people for money and when I was fearful, that wasn't lined up with that. Mm -mm. So I just said to myself, okay, I'm going to set myself like a goal out for like the next six months. I'm going to live my life in a different way. I'm not going to, I'm going to look at my debt as an investment. I'm going to feel good about my investment. I'm going to pay it off over time. It's going to be fine. I'm going to just follow my joy and just see where it takes me instead of following my fear. And it just completely switched my life. Oh, Nikki, it's so, so good. And so true. And, and like you, you touched on like how hard and triggering it is for people to hear when they're in a rough spot and like ladies who are listening and a few of the guys who are listening, it's like, I know too, just like Nikki shared, like I've been in the situations where I remember one specific scenario where I was maybe 22 years old living in Toronto and I couldn't pay my rent. I, it was due the next day and I was rooming with two other girls and one girl um, came from a very money, financially privileged upbringing. And I came in the room just like, ah, like I get, how am I going to pay for my rent? like just like totally beside myself like I was just like there's no way it's over I'm gonna be homeless it's fine like I was just like completely drama queen about it and Mm -hmm. she was like Krista she was like sitting there like in her like meditation chair like (laughs) and she's like Krista money is just energy if you need it you just let it flow and like this I was like what are you talking about I was mm-hmm. like so mad. And this was like before I knew any of the stuff we're talking about. And Amy was so right, even though she didn't necessarily have to have to learn that because she was more, you know, in a more comfortable place financially, but she knew it. I'm not sure how she learned it, but Amy was right, even though I felt that she was so wrong in that scenario. Um, and Nikki, like you think you embody this so well, like manifesting and, and the trust. And even in our conversations, like the other day when my cell phone just like randomly would not turn on, you're like, okay, well, like, what are you feeling about that? You know, and you were, <laughs> you were watching my reaction and if I was reacting. And then as soon as I kind of let it go, all of a sudden we, the CPR that we were doing works, you know? Um, there's like a phone CPR FYI guys, in case your phone doesn't start. Um, (laughs) but then like DM for more info, (laughs) DM for more info. Um, and then the other day it was like a, I don't have, I have it like once a month, maybe like just a super low physical energy day, right? doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what vitamins I'm taking, what things I'm drinking or eating. It's just like menstrual cycle, just physically low energy. And I was trying to push past it instead of honor it. So mm-hmm. I was like, no, 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 I can do some handstands and I can reverse this low energy and just like trying to like push past it. So I was working, working, trying to work at my desk and I was like so exhausted by anything, like a single message was making me exhausted. So I was like, okay, what would Nikki do? So I was like, I'm Bracelet's done. coming soon. <laughs> this, this, like this to-do list, all the things I need to do that I feel like I need to do today they're done. I've just given myself a day off. And I went and I like took a bath, shut off all of like the electronics, had the most luxurious nap. But before I was falling asleep, I literally was like, thank you. Thank you for, and I would literally envision all of the things, all of the work, the hustle that I already did, mm-hmm. how that was going to play out before I opened my eyes again. Right. Yeah. And 
and it see it's not about like like the movies the secret and things like that they get a bad rep because they think like you're just manifesting no we do the work we can work hard we can hustle my phone's blowing up right now and i don't know if you guys can hear it um but then then you have to let go and you have to trust and you have to like get into that space of being in order to receive it and i woke up to like 883 dollars worth yeah. of transactions I think it's now. like, it's, it's like those phrases, like the more fun I have, the more money I make, the more yes. relaxed I am, the, the, the more money I make, or it's like, um, we're so taught, we're programmed, like we're programmed as children to focus on like needs. Like you need to do this to get to this. You need to do this course, to take this course. It's all this. And we kind of lose touch of our wants. And there's a really great, um, human design, um, kind of guru who talks about her name's Jenna Zoe or something like that. And she talks about like envy is a, is a beautiful thing because it reminds us that there's things that we want, right? Like I want, that's a want. Like I, I thank you for showing me that I really want to have a traveling business. Like instead of being like, Oh, look at Nikki and the Alps or whatever. It's like, Oh, like I want to be in the Alps. Like it's possible that like some chick from Windsor can like, be doing her business from the Alps, right? Like, yes, we, we, I like this society, this is like seeing of lighting up. Like that's the other thing. Like just cause somebody else has, it doesn't mean it's not for you. You know, it's like, we're all, we're, we're all capable. We're all available for it. It's that, um, that getting over that disdain. Like if you're feeling triggered by this, then like explore it. You know what I yes. mean? Cause it's like, I get it. I felt, I pro- it took me years to get over it. And I hope that it doesn't happen for anyone else, but like to get over the fact that like, just because someone else has, it doesn't mean that I can't. And just because, you know, there, there's not a finite number of people for, for us, you know, there's not a, a whatever. And I was thinking when you're telling that story about your roommate is she, she never had lack, right? Like she came from privilege. So for her, it's not even available. Like the idea of not yeah. having money is never an available. Money has always been there. Like, oh, I, this is costing her dollars. Oh, I just got an $800 check in the mail. Like that's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's not norm. in her alignment because she doesn't, hasn't experienced it. Whereas I'll hear other people go, oh, like, um, I just, I just got $800, but my, my bill was a thousand. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, every time I get money, I lose money. Or every time I get money, I have a bill or something comes up. Like, it's like, it's, it's just a different mind shift, Right. And I think Absolutely. that other, for other people, it's finding the, their, their person or their match. Like it's, it, everyone's working on, on, on something and, and that's part of the human experience. But it's like, how do you do all that with joy in your heart? How do you do all that without the stress? How do you seek and explore your life in a way that's not so heavy, you know, that's not so, um, it doesn't feel so pressured. Like so struggle. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. let's drop the struggle, right? Let's drop the, the idea that, you know, if something goes wrong, then, you know, maybe, maybe that's okay. Maybe just c- consider that everything is working out for you. Yeah. You know, next stop, get off on the struggle bus, you know, like <laughs> get off the struggle bus ladies. And I think like, if you come from hard, like a hard working upbringing like you know parents who are very hardworking and they really modeled that for you that is such a blessing but they also modeled for you struggle and how things were hard right and um 
And I think that's been a big growth for me. What you said was like, when you see someone doing things with more ease and, and accomplishing and, and doing it faster and creating a life that you're just like, well, you know, your envy kicks in and you're just like, well, who knows? She, she has that because of X, Y, and Z or whatever. Instead, like lean in and be like, oh, wow. So she's now paved the way for me to know it's possible too, right? Mm-hmm. And I hope that everyone's listening that we have shared something that has made you think, well, okay, if Nikki could create that, maybe I can too. And if Krista created that, I can too. And I had the same moment um, on the episode I just recorded with Leanne. And, and it was things that I was holding on to that I didn't even know again, because it's not like when we're holding beliefs, it's not like this, like, like, I don't know, post-it note, like so obvious, like, you know, limiting belief right here, right? Like, but you hear, you hear someone say just the right words to you and, and it just like falls off you. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't need that anymore. Right. Yeah. And I don't have to stay with that guy anymore, that girl anymore. I don't have to believe that anymore. I don't have to just earn income this way anymore. Right. And I think it's yeah. just giving yourself the permission to learn a way that feels better. Yeah. Like allowing yourself to use your joy as a compass and not necessarily always your thought. You can talk yourself in or out of anything. I'm pretty sure. Like I know yeah. I can, <laughs> I, can yeah. I can tell myself a million stories, get myself going either way, you know? Oh, totally. I think it, yeah. Just more being more joy, more happiness. And um, just see where it takes you. I just give it a try. Give it a go. Give it a whirl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> give it a whirl. See what happens. Um, yeah. Last question I want to ask you before I go mm-hmm. grab the boys off the bus is how would you define the difference between fear and intuition? When you're getting that hit or when it's fear, how do you know the difference? Well, I would say that, like I said before, you know, fear is typically the anticipation of pain. So for me, fear, it, I mean, our brains is going to, this might end up being how much time before you get the kids off the bus. You're good. You're good. I have Mike's always so my backup. Brain, yeah. Brain, our brains are designed to keep us safe. It's, it's the natural way of the, it's human, it's instinct for animals. It's, it's meant to be. So if I go to do something, if I go to make a change, if I go to try something new, my brain's going to say, wait, you haven't done that already. You've never done that before. Like yeah. you could fail. Oh my gosh, you could fail at this. You know, you, you're, you're putting yourself out there. You shouldn't put yourself out there. The last time you put yourself out there, you really, you know, you got embarrassed or you, people tore you down or whatever it is, right? The last time yeah. you did that, are you sure you want to do that? And then you start to catch yourself getting into that, uh, talking yourself out of it. Yeah, I think that's fear. It's like the anticipation of something uh, uh, painful. So my intuition says to me, oh, do a podcast with Krista or whatever. And I say, okay, well, um, the last time I did public speaking or I spoke to somebody, I really blew it. Like I couldn't, I couldn't even find anything to say. So my brain goes, okay, Nikki, like, like, don't do it. Don't do it. Remember the last time you cried for five days or whatever. Right. But my intuition saying like, it could be fun. Like, just do it. She's your friend. Like, it'll be great. You know, cutting room floor maybe, but whatever. Right. Like it's, it's, what's the worst that could happen. Right. 
So the intuition, I think, is always there. I think it's the impulse and intuition is always there. I think fear is when you're not doing it because you're anticipating the pain around it. You're anticipating something going wrong. I'm not going to invest in this because I could lose my money. Well, that's based on a belief that you had an experience where you lost money before you knew someone that lost money or mm-hmm. you, you have a fear of, of lack or whatever. So your intuition is saying invest, but your fear is saying, stay safe, be safe, you know? And so then it's unpacking that. Okay. Well, there's times I've invested before and it's been okay. All right. So maybe it's not a hundred percent true that every time I invest, it's a failure. Okay. So it's like really determining, like, am I, it might, I'm, I'm, they need to be safe, but, but I also need to take chances and I also need to honor my intuition. And I think those nudges um, can be really, really um, life changing. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's, it's really unpacking that the reasoning what, of why you're, why you're saying no. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. And I love when, I love how you say yes to, you're just like, yeah. yep. Like you can tell that you practice your intuition. So it's yeah. just, it's like, almost like, you know, it so well. And I remember Wayne Dyer once said, like when you're practicing developing your intuition, you can start really, really small. Like you're driving and you get this little hit that says, turn left instead of right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, let's go. And like your, your brain can like take that little mini change of course, because it's like, okay, well, I'm still going to get there. And then you, yeah. then you realize that maybe you were supposed to see something on along the way. And then you just start to just follow those little hits and then you become, you're just developing that muscle. It's the same. And it's, it's also like our, our sixth sense. I mean, emotional intelligence, intuition, um, it's, it's trusting ourselves again, you know, it's mm-hmm. not allowing our, we always live in like that memory of ourselves, right? Like, oh, uh, last time I signed up for a marathon, I never ended up actually training and I quit. So I'm never going to sign up for a marathon again because I don't actually follow through with what I'm saying I'm going to go, I'm going to do. Well, then I just made a belief that I don't follow through with things I say I'm going to do. So next time I'm mm-hmm. supposed to complete something that's not even a marathon, I'm not following through because I have this belief. We're always yeah. kind of remembering what we've done and then moving yeah. forward. Well, you can't make any changes. You can't call anything new in if you're always living as your past self. Yes. Oh my God. I feel like we have another podcast coming up on this because like we could talk about this limiting beliefs and unpacking those. And also as moms being super fierce about what are, what we're allowing into our children's like, like awareness of what they believe from teachers, from what we may even say off the cuff, cause we're not perfect, you know, or what no. a friend told them or like, um, the boys are officially home. Um, but like <laughs> Curtis said that his teacher said that he wasn't, he didn't have good sportsmanship. So now he's like, Oh, I don't have good sportsmanship. Like, yeah. so I'm, I'm, when I play with my brother, I'm just, I'm not going to be the one that's cheering him on. I'm like, okay, here we go. You know? Yeah. So, but that stays with us our whole life. It does. So, and I think to some degree we have to, I mean, we can't, we can't be the only influences for our kids. And for some, yeah. and some of them are, I, I believe, I mean, again, another podcast are supposed to have these experiences in order to grow and change and learn these lessons on their own. Mm-hmm. We can't just make all of their beliefs so safe that they're going to grow up to these, you know, super 
super, I think they're going to be pretty darn good, but I, it's like the, the things that we attach to the things that people say. So like for me, I'm like, uh, I don't cook. Okay. I don't cook. Um, and that, that is a belief, right? Like inherent, like I don't cook, I'm not a cook or whatever, but there's a lot, sometimes it's like, there's a little bit of mom guilt. I call it mom guilt. I don't know if that's, you're allowed to call it that anymore, but like, I didn't, if I don't make these, if I don't make a great dinner, I don't make a great lunch for my kid. It's like, oh, I'm a bad mom. Oh, I, you know, I, I, all these other moms that, you know, you, you start to attach all these things. Well, you know what? It's just, I didn't make lunch. You know, <laughs> yeah. That's all it was, was. I didn't make lunch, but now all of a sudden I'm a bad mom because of it. Like I just attached all these things to it. And it's like, yeah, he wasn't, he didn't have good sportsmanship in that moment. He's not a bad sportsman. I don't know what else you got. Like it was, it was, sorry. it was a moment. Of, of whatever it was and her perception of that. I mean, it's, yeah. this is so it's ongoing, but yeah. Yes. Well, Nikki, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> Just cut that hole. Like that. <laughs> yeah. oh, so good. So yeah. good. I mean, you guys like, we have to have Nikki on again. It's actually your second time on the podcast. Cause we did that round table about the oh when I talked the, about my exes no my current husband's ex that was good <laughs> yeah. that was good yeah. uh, but the the if you guys want to go check it out it's um like bringing true meaning to the hashtag women supporting women um but Nikki like I'd love to have have you on to dive into a few of the things we just touched on even just like that moment where you really talked me off the ledge there after uh, feeling like the mom guilt was real and alive and I felt like the worst mom ever. So we'll bring you on for that again. Um, but thank you so, so much for being here. And I'm excited for all the beautiful things we're going to co-create together this year. And um, yeah, let's do this. It's going to be the best year yet. Okay. Thank you, Nikki. Love ya. Love ya. Bye. Hi, I'm Krista Rialba. I'm an entrepreneur, an international speaker, the host of the Ambitious Mama podcast, and I have built a wellness empire in the direct sales industry. As a mother of two awesome boys, I feel deeply connected to mentoring mothers in both business and in life. What has driven me for over a decade is empowering women with the feeling of, I've got this. I support women to create a life aligned with what matters most. I adore my community and together we bring meaning to the hashtag women supporting women. I believe that no matter what stage of life you're in, we crave community and fulfillment. That feeling of yes, this feels really good. I was born to do this. When your passion impacts others, your purpose is born. And when you have women cheering you on to go for it, well, this is the sweet stuff right here. I'm here to grow with you. Let's create magic together. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for the reviews. I'm really, really grateful for you guys and for all of your encouragement on this awesome journey. Now head on over to Facebook. You'll search up the group that's also in the show notes for the after party for the community. And you can also use the hashtag Ambitious Mamas Unite or Ambitious Mama Podcast so that you can meet other amazing moms around the globe. And women, maybe not everyone is a mom, but I've said it before. It's like, I feel like as women, we are, we are caretakers. We are, we are mamas. We are ambitious mamas. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much to Nikki Hillis for this incredible conversation. And I look forward to bringing you many more. 
Thank you guys, and we'll talk soon. Bye.